0: Ministries Canada. For the next half hour, your hearts will be filled with hope as you hear real life stories from individuals that have been changed by the power of God. Enjoy the show.
1: Welcome to Refuge Freedom Stories. I'm your guest host, Johnny T. And today my guest is Scott Deluzio. Scott is a U.S. Army veteran, having served six years with the Army National Guard, including a deployment to Afghanistan in 2010 with his brother, Stephen. Sadly, his brother Stephen was killed in action on August 22nd of that year. After returning home, Scott struggled with coping with the stresses of combat, the loss of his younger brother, and adjusting back to civilian life. In the years following, he noticed other veterans also dealing with similar issues in unhealthy ways and has since become a podcast host called Drive On Podcast. How are you doing today, Scott?
2: Doing great. Thank you very much for having me on the show. I really do appreciate the opportunity to come on and and share my story with your audience.
1: First and foremost, let me thank you and your brother for your service. Thank you. Uh, I believe that veterans are not recognized enough for what they do for their countries and for some of the situations and the struggles that they've had. So I want to thank you for your service.
2: Well, thank you very much. I really feel fortunate and blessed to be living in a time where I was able to serve, where there are people like yourself who recognize the sacrifice and the service that the service members, regardless of where they're serving, that they make. Because just a generation earlier in the, the Vietnam era, it was a complete 180. It was a completely different situation where soldiers were coming home, they were getting spit on, they were being called names and everything like that. And I just am really blessed to be serving in, in this era where people are so much more appreciative and receptive to the service that we do for our country. Agreed.
1: Your story of coming home with post-traumatic stress disorder from combat is not uncommon with veterans. So explain a little bit about how you dealt with that and the struggles that you had.
2: Yeah, so when I first came home, I knew that I wasn't quite myself. I wasn't the same person that I was when I left for Afghanistan. And I just figured, you know what? I've been through a lot. My brother just was killed. I've been in combat and it's a lot to deal with. And I said, okay, well, I'll just give myself some time, give, give a little time and space to get back to my normal self. But what I found was I I was slipping even deeper and getting worse and worse and worse. And the way I was coping with the, the stresses that I was going through, just got less and less healthy. I was drinking too much. I was really drinking because I couldn't sleep at night. And so I would drink to pass out and that would get me to sleep. And then in, in the morning I would wake up and obviously hung over and, you know, Groggy and everything like that, so I'd have some coffee or energy drinks or whatever to get myself going through the day, and that was fine at first. It, I was able to kind of manage it a little bit, but then the caffeine, the the coffee and the energy drinks were later and later in the day, which made the sleeping problem even worse. And and so it was just this vicious cycle. And if you've ever been around people who don't get a lot of sleep, children or you know even adults, their attitude and their mood it just is really affected. And I had the absolute shortest temper. The littlest things would set me off. I would get angry. I'd be just so out of control, mad over the smallest things. And my wife and I, we sat down one night and and this was something that was on my mind too, but she said she wanted to give me some space and some time to to kind of work these things out. And she said, it just doesn't seem like it's working. It doesn't seem like I'm getting any better. And I knew this myself, but I I don't think I was strong enough to admit it on my own. I think maybe the culture that we grew up in was, oh, just suck it up, be a man, deal with it and, and all that kind of stuff. And so that's what I was trying to do. I was just trying, to just deal with it. But I knew that I needed some help and she confirmed that I did. And so I went and I reached out to Veterans Affairs and got the mental health counseling that I needed. And that helped. That really did help me for a while. And after I stopped going to that treatment, because I thought, you know, I'm in a good place now. I I think I can handle this going forward. I started to notice that I was slipping back again and again. And, And so I decided, okay, this worked the last time. So let me go back and let me try to get better with my mental health and everything. And I realized that mental health is a continuous thing that you have to keep on working at it's not something like if you get a broken arm or something you go to the doctor you get a cast and it sets and it heals and after you know a little while it's fine and you go on the rest of your life you don't have to continue putting your arm in a cast to make sure that it stays healed unless something else happens but the mind is a little bit different with that so that was something that really was something that I, i needed to continue to work on and get better with but one of the things that i remembered years later was the day that my brother was killed i was in a firefight that same day. So I found out about my brother's death. And about 20 minutes later, our own unit started taking fire. And, and so I was thrown into combat right then and there. And so that was just a whole mess of emotions that day. But after that firefight ended, I was taken out of that area. They flew a helicopter in to take me out. I went to Bagram Airfield, the main air base in Afghanistan. And I was taking a shower because I was a mess after being in combat and everything. So I was alone in the shower. And I remember just yelling out, my brother's name was and I remember. Just yelling out, why Stephen, why? I said it over and over uh, several times, but it wasn't like I was delusional, like I was talking to him, like I thought he was there or anything like that. I was calling out to God and asking why did he have to take him? Why him? And my brother was only 25 years old when he died. He had his whole life ahead of him. He was engaged. He was planning on getting married after he got back home from Afghanistan. And, you know, he had just his whole life, you know, he was still very young. And I just wanted to know why. And in that moment, I realized that even if God himself came and was standing next to me right there, and He gave me a reason why it wouldn't have mattered, because I wasn't going to like the reason, no matter what the reason was, because I wanted my brother. I wanted my brother back. And so I realized in that moment, I had to just get okay with knowing that God's will and what God wants is good, and he's not going to lead us down the wrong path. And if for whatever reason, my brother's death was part of his plan, then I knew that it had to be for a good reason. I may not like that reason, but I knew it was going to be a good reason, and that would lead us into a better place not to say that my brother being there was a bad thing he was a great guy great person we were great friends you know obviously growing up you know we were siblings like any other siblings so we we had those little spats and everything but you know as we got older we were the best of friends he was the best man in my wedding he was godfather to my first son you know like he and I were really close and so I said you know what I, I just have to be okay with this I have to be okay with this situation. I I don't have to like it, but I have to just know that God's will is good and that he is leading us down the right path. And so all those years later, I started to kind of forget that. And all those years later, when I was going back to, to therapy, it, I kind of reminded myself of that and, and said, you know, whatever has happened in my life through the loss of my brother, the combat that I was in, all of those things happened for a reason. They were not just a random set of coincidences. Everything happened for a reason. The, the people that I've met, the things that I've encountered and seen and done, they all helped to shape me to be the person that I am today. And they're gonna help me get to be the person that I'm supposed to be. And that's what God is doing in through my life is he's helping me go through some of these difficult times. And there's uh, countless stories in the Bible of people going through difficult trying times, almost as a test of faith. And I feel like that's what was happening to me was my faith was being tested because in that moment when I was crying out to God and, and saying, why why did he have to take my brother? I could have just said, hey, No God who's good would ever take such a good person. Why would a God like that ever want to do something like that? And I could have just completely walked away from my faith in God. But instead, what I decided was that God is good and what his will is, is also good. And by taking my brother from us, it led us down a, a different path, a different direction in our lives. And and this is for everyone who knew my brother, everyone even secondary knew him. Like things have changed in, in a lot of our lives. And it really, I think made us work for things to become better people. The, the podcast that I do now, uh, the drive on podcast, Exists to help people who are struggling. And I don't know that I would be in that position to help people where I would have felt like, okay, you know, my experiences were difficult enough that maybe I can help these people. So, you know, think of all the lives that I've been able to reach through doing stuff like this and help out these people. So, I mean, that's just one example of something that I was able to do through this terrible experience. And I I was able to use that as, as sort of fuel to ignite this work that I do to help out these other veterans.
1: A lot of people don't realize, as you have, that there are really no coincidences in life you know, God has a plan for each and every one of us. And sometimes they're very challenging things and sometimes they're heartbreaking things. And other times, you know, it's just certain blessings here and there, as you say, meeting people along that journey that help us to understand God's character and love for us. And, you know, a scripture came to mind when you were talking about how these things wouldn't have happened without the loss of your brother. And the scripture that came to mind was no greater love has a man than this than he lays down his life for his friends. And, you know, your brother laid down his life, obviously fighting with his comrades and his team and things like that. But yet God in that way has given so much from his sacrifice. And we're all really grateful that you didn't decide to turn your back on God, you know, through that all, because it would be a very challenging thing to do. Tell me about your journey of faith, because it sounds like you went to Afghanistan with a belief in God. And tell me about when you came back, you talked a bit about your struggles. How did that understanding of God's purpose help you overcome those things?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I grew up, you know, going to church and and learning about God and Jesus through my childhood, all the way, you know, up through the time that I left for Afghanistan. And so I did have a good foundation going into that. I had a small pocket-sized Bible that I kept with me. Every mission I went on, it was in my pocket and I brought it with me everywhere. And sometimes there was even times where we'd have a duty at a guard post and I would pull it out and I'd read it. And we had these Afghan contractors who were working on our base and they'd come through and they would see me reading it. And we had, the language barrier there. We didn't, I didn't understand them, but they didn't understand me necessarily, but they made motions in, to ask what I was reading. And so I have a cross on my necklace. And so I pulled it out and I pointed to that. And then I pointed to, back to the book and so that they knew that it was like a religious reading. And, and granted, we were different religions. We had different beliefs and, and things like that, but they're very much respected that I was taking time to read the Bible while I was there in Afghanistan. And so uh, that helped form a relationship with some of these people and they'd frequently come by and they didn't have a lot, but they would share some of the food that they had and, and things like that. Just be, and, it, and it started a little bit of a friendship, even though there was that language barrier, but we would still figure out ways to communicate with each other and, and stuff. So it was something that I carried with me every day that I was over there in Afghanistan. When I came home, I did struggle a little bit with my faith. I did have that belief that everything happened for a reason, but it was one of those things where I was trying to figure out what that reason was. And, and there was no answers that I was coming up with that I like in that moment. And so I was going a little bit back and forth. And so my faith was tested in that, but ultimately I decided, like I said, that I may not know what the reason is and that's okay. I have to let go of my own understanding in whatever it is that is happening and just know that, like you said, there are no coincidences. These things happen for a reason and they're part of God's reason. And I just have to be okay with that. And not just okay, because that, that sounds like it's just a casual like, ah yeah, okay, whatever. I, I don't care uh, kind of thing. But I have to trust that that is the best possible outcome for whatever it is that's in our lives. And, and it's going to lead us in the right direction. And mm-hmm. I shouldn't be beating myself up over, you know, oh, I should have done this, I should have done that, or I could have helped in this way, or I could have done whatever. I can't do that. I just have to know that whatever happened is good. And it is what needed to happen. And So it took me a little while to get back to church. It was something that I was not really looking forward to going back to it because I felt like I was going to be facing the same struggles over and over again. And that was hard Mm -hmm. for me. But when I started going back, it really reinforced the belief that there are no coincidences, that these things are good and really there to help us all grow.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I think just having that community of other believers that you can pray with and you can have fellowship with, having that relationship with God is something that's so much more tangible to believers. You know, like, yeah, we can have friends in the world and we can have people that we get along with and stuff. But when you go through those really hard times, it's fantastic to know that there are people that pray for you. And it's so important. It's so important. Tell me about your work with veterans, because I know that's important to you. And it's something that I find very important. Tell me how your story has helped them.
2: Yeah. So the podcast that I started, uh, the drive on podcast, I started it because I personally knew several veterans who took their own lives due to PTSD and other stresses that they were dealing with. And I was going through, you know, as I talked about the issues that I was going through, and I realized that it wasn't just me. I wasn't alone in this, the the PTSD struggles that I was dealing with and the grief and everything else that I, I was going through. And when I started hearing about people that I knew, I was friends with some of these people and, you know, we, we served together And I I started to realize that this is a much more widespread problem than just an isolated one or two people here and there. And I started hearing about all these different statistics. They say 22 veterans a day take their lives. And that's like, well, 22, that's a lot of people. And that's every single day. That's not just like 22 spread out over a long period of time. That's, That's like by the end of today, 22 are going to take their lives. And I was like, I was just not okay with that. And I was not okay with just sitting around waiting for another phone call saying that somebody else I knew took their lives. And whether I knew them or not didn't matter. Sure. I didn't want that to happen to any of these people. So I said, okay, I have to do something. I can't just sit around doing nothing. So I was like, okay, a podcast is a good way to reach a, a wide audience, get a lot of you know, potential people to listen to it. And so I said, okay, then I'm going to start a podcast. Next thing I had to do was figure out how to start a podcast because I didn't have a clue what I was doing at that point. <laughs> and so I reached out to a couple of friends who hosted podcasts and, and I asked them, you know, equipment and other stuff like that, that I, I might need to, because I, I wanted to do it right. And I, I wanted to get it started. And started off right and the first few episodes I think maybe the first half a dozen episodes I think no one other than my wife and I knew that I was actually doing a podcast because I was so nervous and I was like okay I don't want to let anyone down if I start this and I realize I'm in over my head and I can't do this so after I I got a little more comfortable with it I started reaching out to people and saying hey you know I'd like to tell your story on on my podcast and and share it and everything and and the first few people that I had on the show were people I knew personally that either I served with them or some of them I went to high school with or their neighbors or things like that but they were all very receptive. And they're like, yeah, absolutely. I want to share my story. I want to tell tell everyone this story. And I realized that there's such great power in telling your story. And it was something that I didn't realize at the time. I didn't know exactly what direction the podcast was going to take. But by being able to tell your story, not only is it somewhat therapeutic for the person telling the story to Mm. to be able to talk about it and share it and all that kind of stuff, but it's also very therapeutic for the people who are listening to know that they're not alone in the struggle. So when they hear somebody else saying something very similar to what they are going through, a lot of times people are just struggling in silence and they don't realize that there's other people out there. And sometimes all they need to know is that they're not alone. And not only are they not alone, but there's this other person out there who figured out how to get through whatever the issue is. And now all of a sudden, this person has hope. And they are now thinking to themselves, okay, well, I woke up yesterday thinking to myself, all hope is lost. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep going. And you know, some of them ready to throw in the towel and, and call it quits on their own lives. And then they hear this message and it gives them just that little bit of hope and saying, okay, well, maybe I am missing a piece to the puzzle and and this person figured it out. So why can't I figure it out? Especially in the military, we're kind of competitive. <laughs> and so it's like, if that person can do it, then there's, there's no way I'm going to let that person do it. I'm not going to do it. So you know, it gives that a hope to these people. And it's something that is very fulfilling for me to be able to continue serving the, the military and the veteran community, military spouses, their children, you know, everybody who's involved in the military community, they all have their own unique issues that they might be going through. And being able to serve them and help get through some of that difficult time, it just really makes me feel like I'm doing something and continuing to serve someone who is bigger than just myself. I'm not doing this for me. I'm not doing this for fame and fortune and all that kind of stuff. Because if you host a podcast, you know, you're probably not making a fortune on this. If anything, it's costing money. But I continue doing it to really help these people who are just suffering and struggling. And while I know by myself, I'm not going to bring that 22 number down to zero on my own, if I can move the needle down just a little bit, I know that I'm I'm helping in some way and helping that one or two people continue to live another day It just means the world. And I, you know, I don't need people to reach out to me and tell me, oh, this is my story and that you saved me. You know, I I don't need that. That's not what I'm, I'm not doing it for praise or anything like that. I'm just doing it to put the information out there take it for what it is. And there are so many stories, inspirational stories of other veterans that I've shared, but also other services that a lot of times people just aren't aware of. There's nonprofits and other organizations that are doing great work for veterans. And if you don't know that these things exist, then you may not even realize that's an option for you. And so when I talk to these people, I get all the different services that are out there and and try to put them all together for these people to figure out what works best for them.
1: Mm -hmm. So let's wrap this up with a message of hope for our listeners, whether they're veterans or not. What would you say to them about God that would give them hope?
2: Well, I would say, and this is a message I've given to plenty of people uh, before, I would say that God has led you through all of the worst days in your life up until this point. And there's no reason to think that he won't continue to do the same tomorrow and the next day and every day after. And so if God was able to get you through those days, as hard as they may have been, And trust me, I've been through some hard days. Trust that God is going to get you through every other day and life will get easier when you start putting your faith and trust in God.
1: Yeah, I think that's bang on. That's so true. And I want to thank you so much today, Scott. It's been a blessing to meet you and a blessing to have this conversation and just pray a blessing upon your podcast and your outreach to other veterans. And hopefully sometime in the future, we can have you back and we can talk about this again and what
2: else is going on. Absolutely. I would definitely appreciate that opportunity. Thank you very much for having me. Okay. God bless you so
0: much. God bless. Places just see the lies smiling faces, see the signs. The time the clock is ticking for the end and a new beginning. Battle down the buckle low. Things are gonna get mighty rough See the line, pick the side. You better pray that you're picking right. What's you gonna do? Lies. This ain't nothing but a battle for your mind What you gonna do when you soul is on the line This ain't nothing but a battle for your soul are changing, flags are burning, man of perdition has his returning, pompous words for the hate crime, hallmarks of the antichrist, what's it gonna do, when you realize, this ain't nothing but a battle for your you're gonna do your soul is the line? This ain't nothing but a battle for your soul For your soul and mine. Smile for the cameras and the satellites They're making a movie of your life with the outcry for freedoms loss, Your soul the pain is the hidden cause Set them up or down Take you're gonna do when your soul is on the line, this ain't nothing but a battle for your soul.